Blog Talk Radio. Father calls a son. He does not leave him full of the world, of his own desires and instincts of the flesh. The father calls his son to his side, and then angels are dispatched to bring him his son. These angels know the condition the son must be in to present himself before the father. He cannot come full of himself with all of his worldly desires, his ego, lest he feel the pain of his sin and flee before even hearing his father's voice like Adam hiding from his shame. Like fine gold is refined by fire, the son is confronted by the devil face to face, just as Job faced Satan at the will of God. As Christ was tempted for 40 days prior to returning to start his ministry, Christ faced the evil one who brought the heat of the furnace to purify his heart, soul, and his mind of this world. Every calling in the Word of God for the Son of Man is the same, but manifests in different ways, but always has the same outcome. The Son of Man is finally purified, refined like fine gold, knowing his own sin and grasping the law of God so deeply that he can finally confess his unworthy stature and repent fully, completely, with a fully humble and contrite heart. Then and only then can the Son approach the throne of His Father. And even so, He still crawls. The fact that you are here listening to this show demonstrates that you are heeding the call. For many are called and few are chosen. Those that are chosen have to actually respond to that call. Welcome to tonight's show. Just give me a heads up in the chat room. Uh, just uh, make sure that you can hear me well. Say, yes, I hear you. Somebody in the chat room? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> well, hopefully you can hear me. Not sure whether you can or not. Hearing softly. Yes, it do. I hear you. So you do hear me. Good, good, good. Well, welcome to the show. This is uh, Global Witness on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I have, I'm waiting uh, right now for, uh, for Maverick to join the show. And uh, Maverick, if you're listening, pick up the phone, dial in. I'm waiting for you. Um, I have another guest on that I'm going to be bringing on shortly here. His name is Konecki. And I'm just going to tell you how the father operates is that when I when I say that I respond to things that I feel led to respond to, um, it's not necessarily what is said. It's not somebody's handle on YouTube. It's not anything other than a prodding of the father to say that one, and I do, and I respond. And um, so um, I had seen uh, Konecki's name come up, and uh, I hadn't even didn't even 
read his comment before I started writing. I started writing uh, to him right away and let him know that I wanted to join the show. I didn't look at his channel. Um, I still haven't, uh, with the exception of just see that he had a channel and that he had some videos. So I haven't even listened to his videos. Um, and, um, and that's how I prefer to operate because that's how the father operates the best is that when we learn to, to give up our will, we have to become confident in, in what he has planned. And the only way that you build confidence in his plan is by allowing him to work taking your hands off the wheel. You're broken. You recognize that. I'm not going to drive this car. I don't know how to drive this car. I've never been in this vehicle before. Uh, I don't know how it operates. It's not like any other car I've ever driven. So, hey, uh, Father, you, you do the driving. And it's truly remarkable to watch what happens when you do that. It becomes such a comforting feeling when you know that even even something bad that comes up, you start to smile at the bad, and you start to go, so what am I supposed to see in this, Father? And it's amazing that he'll show you. And then the bad even becomes good, and he, he'll show you why that has taken place. And um, uh, it's truly remarkable. So I've got to uh, send a number here to Maverick, um, who is sending me a message. He's looking for a link, but um, I'm just going to send him the text right now. Sorry about that for one second, folks. And uh, we'll get Maverick on here. And definitely going to bring uh, Konecki on. He's a, a beautiful spirit. He's got uh, – I spoke to him briefly before the show. Um, he has uh, – I, I want him to organically tell his story His because uh, it's amazing that when the father told me to reach out to him, I immediately knew that he had a story to tell. And I don't know his story, so I want to hear it organically here and have us speak to it. But, you know, he briefly just said, you know, that there was – that he had an awakening. Like many of you, that you had some awakening, that there was something that took place that you can't necessarily explain that just woke you up. And in that awakening, it startled you. And the, the truths and all of a sudden the understanding that you had of things, the things that you could hear, the things that you knew, the things that you previously thought were being destroyed without anybody saying anything to you. It just started to wipe out the way that you thought, and it's, it's a re remarkable experience to go through, and it becomes – it changes you physically. It changes you spiritually. It changes you mentally, and – it's such a joyful thing, but yet the people that are around you will react badly to it. So uh, it looks like that I've got Maverick on here, I believe. Maverick, are you with yeah. us? I am, brother. How are you, man? Maverick? Sorry about the technical delay. Can you hear yeah, me okay? Good. How are you doing? So you... Yes, I'm I good, hear man. you great. So, uh, good, brother. So, so, Mav, so we're going to... We're going to bring uh, – I'm going to bring on Konecki here and uh, uh, make an introduction. And uh, so, Konecki, you should be you should be on with us. Konecki, can you hear us? Konecki? Hello? Well, I'll leave, I'll leave him connected <laughs> for the moment. All right. I'm not alone then. I'm not the only – I'm not the only late show. Sorry, brother. Yeah. Uh, no, that's all right. Hey, man. Uh, so, 
Hey, tell uh, if you would just tell everybody what you're doing right now with this with this new series of videos that you're making, and who who it's focused, uh, who who the focus would be of, uh, who should be listening to those. Nice man. First of all, I want to say thank you, dude. Um, I love your show. I watch your show. I learn from your show, and I'm just it's incredible to me, uh, Derek, the the uh, the synergy that. You know, you're a long way away from where I'm at, and uh, we seem to be on on my identical lines, and yours coming from a more theological perspective. Although my centerpiece is um, is a is a power greater than myself, who I call the Father, and 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 I think that we've done that. That's my interpretation. That's my placement of it. That's how I feel about it, and that's how I focus my stuff it's not a power in me it's a power in something greater than myself who i consider as the source of everything and everybody being uh, subjective to the will of a greater power can find some humility and i want to say thank you for all of your stuff thank you for having me on the show and uh, like i said i'm a relentless maverick a youtube channel and my primary objective is to share my own personal experiences my hurt my hangups, my habits, and the effects of those which have created an awful and tremendous amount of discomfort uh, throughout. Well, I'm, I'm 50, so I've been around five decades. That's a half a century. And I can assure you that the mileage, emotional mileage that I've suffered and gone through um, has been tremendous. But the, the glory and the, and the benefit and the grace, uh, it's almost the grace of the outcome to be able to have this conversation and be involved in a, in a, in a situation of recovery that is very wide and diverse in nature to have a part of it. And to be a part of that is, is, uh, is beyond my imagination could have ever put me into. And my, my primary focus is to take the hurts, hangups, habits, failures, doubt, abandonments, uncomfortable, ill feelings about other people, the effects of their abusive behaviors, uh, emotional abuse, physical abuse. There's a, a, a litany of equations in our emotional life that drive our overall pattern of thinking. And I want everybody to pay very close attention. I'm trying to do it in a way that's understandable and palatable in a very simple and basic way so that it can be understood without a bunch of psychological word salad. So in a very short, compressed way to describe what I'm doing is to take all of your poor choices that you, you've obviously made that have, have rendered the situation in a non-beneficial outcome. And if you can look back in your life and say that you've never had an unbeneficial outcome to your decisions, you are lying to yourself first and the universe second. So the primary focus for, for the Maverick is to take a course study that I spent some time in the class to learn. And at the beginning of the class, The guy says to me from way back in the room, you know, it's funny that my position in that class was all the way in the back of a class of about 140 people. And he looks dead at me and goes, it's no accident that you're here. 
And that's why you hear me reiterate that in my videos, because the outcome of that particular statement to me is, is what brought me to the place I'm at now. And it's been a long, hard road. And, mm -hmm. but the payoff is immeasurable in anything material that you could gain. And I understand what you're doing and why you do it. And when you tell everybody in the listening audience that attaining valuable things that are shiny just creates a very complicated life. And, and, and changing your viewpoint of value to a more minimalized life is very, very freeing. It produces freedom. Shiny is complicated. Simple <laughs> is freedom. It's really simple yeah. and basic. Yeah, there's no no question, no question about that. Well, we'll um, uh, before the end of the show, we'll make sure that we direct uh, folks to your channel. I would suggest you know people that have had issues with addiction um, in handling those things. Uh, you know, it's it's been remarkable that I found so many people that you know I I don't tell anybody to not do something. I don't say stop doing drugs. I don't say stop drinking. I don't say stop doing that. But what, what has happened as a result of the truths that have been spoken is, is that people find it within themselves that they need to. And that's where it has to begin. That is the, that's the starting point of it all. And it's truly amazing that there have been – I mean I, I have hundreds of emails of people that started listening to the video six months ago and haven't drank a drop of alcohol since. They've tried everything. They've been to rehab five times. And just by listening, they stopped drinking. I didn't say stop drinking, but they stopped because the truth itself was so freeing that they started to look inside themselves as a result of what it was, that their perceptions of things, the perceptions of disease, the perception of everything was altered. And as a result of it, they could, they could then take back what they had lost. It, it was a remarkable thing. So I want to hopefully uh, Konecki, uh, is Konecki on with us? Konecki, are you there? Yeah, aloha. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you good. Can you hear me? I hear you so good. I wanted to, oh, right on. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. So, Kaneki, this is uh, this is Maverick. Uh, uh, he's uh, a guy also uh, has a channel on YouTube, wonderful guy, and so he's he's on the show. I just wanted to introduce you guys. And, Kaneki, if you would, um, you know, I, I already uh, explained to everybody kind of how I brought you on to the show and, 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 and how the Father had moved me to reach out to you. So, if you would... Just give everybody, and you know, don't worry about time at this at this moment. Just give everybody, say, who you are, where you came from, what happened, what made you come to these conclusions, in, in a, as much detail as you can, because I believe that the particularly the listeners on this show, um, they've heard enough to 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 recognize what is what is um, what they've also gone through. So, if you would, just give us a give us that background on yourself and tell us who you are and uh, and. What happened? Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Thank you, everybody, um, for inviting me, and I feel very grateful to be here. Um, so, aloha. My name is Kaneki. I'm from Hawaii. Um, I was born in, well, I was born in Hawaii, and I was raised in the foster system. So, from the ages of five to seventeen, pretty much, um, I went through the foster system there. But at the age of five. I went into a family that was uh, Christian, but they were non-denominational. So there were those really little, you know, like maybe four or five families that got together and 
the praise and worship was with um, cassette tapes that they would have like the stereo playing and we would um, put the microphone next to it and we'd sing along kind of thing. So that's how I grew up in the faith and I was baptized at the age of five. But because of the unconventional um, lifestyle of living in the foster system, um, I, I never really had that kind of attachment, right? So I think that the, one of the strongest attachments that any person could have is to their mother, right? Because you're in there's a special kind of connection there and because of that connection wasn't there it was it's easier for me to be unattached to things but not in a psychotic way you know and so growing up in Hawaii it was really it was really awesome um but at the same time having that unattachment um type of thing I had a lot of insecurities but I was still very uh popular um I played a lot of sports and you know, shine through and stuff, but the families that I lived with, you know, they were really good people. They taught me um, morals and ethics and whatnot, but that all changed. Like at the age of five, I had a dream, and um, in this dream, there was, uh, I was a little kid walking through like this desolated world. Like it was just went through a um, a huge battle, right? And the sun looked like it was blood red. There was smoke in the, the sky, and I was crying, and I was looking for people. Nobody was around. And take it, I was born in Hawaii, so I was in a city. They don't have cities in Hawaii, so I was – tall buildings and everything. And um, a silhouette was coming towards me. I heard it walking, and it was tall and slender. I had a coat on, and when it got closer, it was Storm from the X-Men, right, with big the, – the old school cartoon with the big white hair. And she was shining, like, under her cloak, and I knew that she was able to fly, so I was telling her um, – uh, teach me how to fly, teach me how to fly. And I was crying, and then she picked up this dead flower that was between my feet, and she told me, um, you'll learn how to fly when you um, see the potential in everything. And she said, like, this flower used to be beautiful, like a caterpillar turns to a butterfly and a seed turns into a tree. And then she put the flower in my hand, and I was looking down like, what? I was really confused. And when I looked up, she was flying away. And I was telling her, don't leave me. And she's like, remember that. Remember to see the potential in everything, the, the ca caterpillar to the butterfly, the seed to the tree. So I was there back in that world, and then the, I was crying and crying. I looked down at the flower that I was trying to see it past its potential. And in this dream, I went through, like, all these segments of, like, different emotions, but the flower ended up blossoming in my hand, and it was, like, this huge golden flower. And when I looked up, I was floating in space above the the world like it was crazy and so that was at the age of five and the very next day my life just changed and so ever since then I just had like this compassion in my heart as a second nature and I lived through my life through all the you know high school and all that stuff but because I I don't live like people I have no attachments to this world I let go of everything already like five I already went, went through like five 50 life, lifetimes in one life, you know? And so being that as that is, I love being alone, you know? And I've always found myself like, liking to be by myself, doing my own thing. And during that time, I would con concentrate on, you know, um, my spirituality and whatnot. And I remember in like seventh grade, they were asking what you wanted to be. And I said, I wanted to be a spiritual warfare leader. And everyone's like, what? Because I remember this guy named Jim Logan, and he, you know, and it was he was talking about the demons and stuff. Everyone's at that age; they're all they're more interested in the demons anyway, you know, than the angels for my friends anyway. And so we went down. Um, mm -hmm. Or we went down. We ended up going 
uh, I ended up leaving Hawaii to go to college in the mainland. But at that time, I was on my own. So that was at 17. I've never, you know, from a tiny rock in the middle of the ocean, just like thrown into the big world. I was just like, well, here I am. But during that whole entire time, you know, um, I was under, I was under grace and I had no idea. You know, I was under God's protection. He had me in his hand the whole entire time. And that's why until this day, like, I'm not part of a church. I don't go to church, you know. I'm, I'm not part of a group. I'm not part of a culture. I am a child of God from the kingdom of heaven. I've always been at my father's feet. I've seen my father's face, and I've seen, I've seen things. Um, and this is just recently that this happened at the beginning of last year. And then this year and Pentecost was when my, the Holy Spirit came and just blossomed in my life. But throughout my whole entire life, I've always been more of a spiritual person than a person of uh, satiance, of decentralization, you know? And um, I was very quiet, very meek, and whatnot. And so because of that, I ended up um, – So what happened on Pentecost? What happened on Pentecost? What happened on Pentecost? On Pentecost, I was – I. This was the first time that I was uh, aware of that it was coming up, right? And so prior to that was the hurricane, yeah? And I, I live in Houston, Texas now. And so I got uh, totally slammed by um, uh, Hurricane Harvey. And so my, all my stuff got desolated, and I was like a little bit of a refugee with me and my dog. And good thing I had like a friend up the street, or else I would have just been by myself, right? And so um, I had gone through that, and we finally moved here. Pentecost came. And I had just settled into the house that we live in now, and uh, <laughs> okay, so I had stayed up all night praying, right? And um, I was outside, I was meditating, and I was on my roof, and then the sun came up, and this just this overwhelming sensation oh, came can I down you? my body. Can yeah. I... Can you hear me? You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Oh, no. Not sure. Yeah, I can hear you now. You were breaking up. I can hear you fine. I didn't miss anything. Go ahead. I can hear you now. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then um, I was at Pentecost on my roof, and the sun had just come up, and I was just like in this this state, right? Like I had like electricity going down down in my arms and my back, and then the sun came up, and it was just like golden, right? And I just had like this overwhelming just whoosh, like through my body. And I even have a, a a video of it. There was a cloud that had like this bright light in the middle of it, and it looked like a hand, right? And it was like this red golden hand poking through this morning cloud and then like reached back into the cloud. And I was like, what was that, you know? And then um, that whole day, I was just – there was this just like huge elation, and I was picking up – I picked up the Bible. I was reading it, and then um, I never really read too deeply into the Bible you know, but all my writings, they, they're, they're consistent with it. And um, so I had picked up my Bible. I was reading it um, after that morning when I got off the roof, and I was just, like, glowing. And the, um, all this thunder came around my house, right? <laughs> like, it sounds crazy, but it was. It was like, boom, and boom, like that. And then there was um, – I was reading about that, the, the angel with the small scroll, and it was about mm-hmm. the seven thunders. And I, um, I pretty. It was like seven thunders around my house, 
that it was just all that stuff and then from there just so much um not information but just like easy flow of thought that would connect with the bible you know when i would read it it would feed something else that was opened and um later on i found out that was it my the holy spirit that had blossomed it had blossomed in me it was called sincerity and when that happened it was so funny cuz I was like, what is going on? And I I had just started doing all – that's when I started my um, – doing those little videos on on YouTube. And I was – I didn't know what to do, you know? So I just was telling people, like, stop doing this and, like, you got to do this, you know? I, was, I wasn't refined at all. And – but I – once I started uh, calming down after that huge, like, uh, <laughs> whatever happened during that time, like a rough uh-huh. just like, boom, you know? Um, I started, I was like, this is, I, I called it teacher, okay? So I was, I was already calling it teacher, and then I, in the Bible, it said it's the Holy Spirit, it's the teacher, and it's like the teacher's the Christ. And I was like, no way, like, this totally works. Like, what? <laughs> and I was baffled, and I just started just going with it, you know? And I, I'm the kind of person I like to, I like to plan ahead. I like those outlines. I like that structure, you know, especially when doing presentations. It's about to be on you, on the YouTube, in front of the world. Of course, you want to look your best and, you know, do everything accordingly. And I couldn't do it for the life of me. I would, it wasn't. And then it just came to me like, don't worry about what you're going to say. Just like, say it, just go, you know? And I was like, okay. So I just did that. And that's my, my first video was just me just going on and on and on and on, you know? And then I read inside of the the Bible, and it said it's not gonna you're not gonna need a teacher, and don't worry about what you're gonna say. <laughs> and I was like, no way! Like so, I just started like the more that I I walked into this, like every single day, I just get more and more uh, pronounced into it, you know. And then like that's when you hit the mysteries, right? And when you hit that mystery, it's almost like um like you have jumped over a barrier of, of maturity, like your, your, your Holy Spirit that has realized itself in you or corporealized, it has then been approved to, like, go into the future. And that's why I was like, all these new things that was coming out of me, that's not how I write. That's not how I talk, you know, and it's, it feels like it's my thoughts, and it feels like it's so natural. It's so graceful, but it's huge. And then just the other day, I did my last one of my videos, and I was talking about um, the secret of the parable, and I was explaining about, like, the veil between your physical self and, you know, how to get in there and all that stuff. And um, while I was recording, um, a friend had interrupted, so then I had to start the next video, and I had just opened my Bible, and it landed on this verse that made me just go, what? Like, crazy. And then I was just that feeling from when the Pentecost had happened to me came welling back in me. I was just like, like Jesus Christ is the son of God. You guys, like it was overwhelming, like overwhelming because I just got realized. I like somehow I got realized I have everlasting life. Like I'm one of those everlasting life people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like well, I'm going to not die. Yeah, of co- well, see they, you're <laughs> from, what here, you're, from here on you're, forever. You're, yeah. Kaneki, what you're describing is precisely what I've been talking about now for six months on YouTube and trying to describe this, that if you think about the experience and the authenticity of what you've experienced, right? So you can 
you can speak to that authenticity. And just what you said, that you received sincerity. Now, sincerity is authenticity, right? That's what it is, is that when you are authentic, you are automatically sincere. So what you're receiving is the authentic spirit of Christ. Now, this is where that revelation, that feeling in and of itself is what wakes you up to the fact that you've been lied to, right? So because when you experience that and then you've listened to the church, you, wait, you, you all of a sudden realize, you go, wait a minute, you've told me that Christ is over there somewhere, right? You've told me that he's outside of me somewhere. You know, yes, you can go, okay, well, there's this man named Jesus who, who was the Christ. But then you listen to – all of a sudden you begin reading his very words, and he's telling you that he wants you to have exactly what he has. Right In John, he says, Father, all of me is in you, and all of you is in me, and I want them to have exactly what I have, all that I have. Hello. Yes, so, that's what I'm on yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so so awesome. the point being is, is that all of a sudden you realize that the church – has been keeping Christ from you, not encouraging you ah, to I be haven't in him. Church. I don't even know what they're talking yeah. about. And that's no? exactly that's exactly why you're here. Because the dogmas of this yeah. world have prevented people and and he warned us of this. He said if they tell you that he's yes. over there or he's over there, don't believe them. <laughs> so the kingdom is within, right? He's telling you that that this Christ that he has Believe me, the man Jesus was just as startled as you are. He was just as awakened as you are going, what in the world is going on? Right? And, and, and right? this is evident in his words. This is evident in his words. And this is why yesterday in the video when I was describing that Jesus himself, if you listen to his words, you'll hear that he had the same kind of doubt that you have. When he was going to be crucified, he had been shown, just like I've been shown things that are going to happen in the future that I don't necessarily talk about, but he had been shown what was going to happen, but he still had to have faith in it, right? He, he still had to conjure up faith, and he said, Father, if you can remove this cup from me, remove it. I don't want to have to die. But he said, nevertheless, your will, not mine. So he was showing you how man he was, but what happens is, is he was showing you that Christ the spirit of the Father was in him in the same way that Christ, the spirit of the Father, is in you, Kaneki. This is all it's about awesome. the like, I'm totally a child yeah. of God from the kingdom of heaven. I've always been at my Father's feet. I've always seen my Father's face. I have, like, angels around me. Like, all these stuff yeah. didn't realize to me. And, you know, like, I okay, know. so, like, the rapture thing, right? Like, everyone's talking about that, but something happened to me. Before the Pentecost, where I was, I was right at the end of the year. I was outside with a friend. I was smoking a cigarette, and the, it was foggy. It was misty. I remember that. And I was, while we're smoking, I was like, "Do you do you realize this is not mist? These are this is clouds. Like the clouds came back from the down from the sky." And I was like, "Maybe we're being raptured." I just say it like jokingly, and he would be the last person I would expect the words to come out of his mouth. But he's like, "No, the dead in Christ would rise first. And I was like, "Whoa! I didn't know you like knew that." During that time, after I had said that, something happened to me, and I got – I was a little kid. I was holding Jesus' hand. We walked down this this corridor somewhere else, but it was so real 
and uh, I was I realized I was about to get judged. Right? There was a door, and then I was like, "What?" He squeezed my hand, everything like that. Right? And it was all before. And when he opened the door, I was you know I was really scared to go in because I was like, I was thinking, "This is the judgment." He squeezed my hand. He said, "I'm with you." That's like so like all fear just left me. And I went before, like, I saw all this stuff and then was there for eternities. I, I was like a bird guy. I, like this, I was like a bird head with blue feathers. It was crazy. And, like, I, was, I tweaked my shoulder because I don't know where I was. I was somewhere else, but I had to have been here, too. Something huge like that happened. And I was like, did I just get ratchet? Like, what just happened? So I was able to, like, enjoy it for, like, three days. Then I sat down and I was thinking, like, uh, could, could I have been deceived, you know, like, what just happened? Because I didn't get judged. I was like, th- like, I didn't, they didn't judge me. And then I found out later about this, that the, they don't judge you if you go with Jesus. Like, what? I don't, like, this thing happened to me. And I don't, I don't like that word rapture, but that's one that everyone uses. I, I, that was my approval. And that's when I knew I was, they, I don't know. This well, as I, as I, as we were briefly talking about, you know, rapture, the, the term rapture uh, only came up after the 1600s, that that when it says that, we'll, you, that we will be caught up in the clouds and that one will be left in the field standing and the other one will be there. The reality of, of it is if anybody was around me or living with me at the time of this awakening where, where, where Christ rose up in me, everything around me altered. If if you asked anybody that was around me at the time, they would tell you that I vanished because everybody was asking me, where did you go? Where's where's Derek? And I'm like, he's not coming back. I'm here. Literally, I was an entirely different human being. Derek was dead. He was long gone. And it was just me who who in my heart, I'm like, I have Christ in me. That's who is in me. Whatever you think I am, you're wrong. I'm not that guy anymore. I don't know what that guy was. So it's it's kind of like you have the memories of who he was, bef- of who you were before, but all of a sudden everything is new. So connecting, I'm sure you know uh, the uh, uh, somebody had asked in the chat room here uh, for your uh, for your channel. So just to let you know uh, when we started, you had 11 subscribers, and now you got 21. So you're <laughs> subscribership oh, climbing shoot. already so <laughs> well um. just a heads up my um channel it's my channel is just me throwing bread out you know like so it's 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 supposed to be authentic i only have truth in me i've only had truth in me i've never like had that i've always had a good heart good nature like abided rules and always had truth in me so like my videos are more for there's sound bites in there and you, you can have them you don't have to be part of my channel and stuff like if it helps you yeah, uh, you'll hear it. I I proclaim that. So like, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but well, thank you. No, I thank love you. I really I appreciate love it. it. I, I love it. I'm just <laughs> uh, I I'm hoping that people get something from your from your channel. So I wanted to uh, the the purpose of this uh, of this show tonight was primarily to answer some questions. So I would like um, both uh, both Mav and both Kaneki to be able to to you know add your piece to. To some of these questions, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in some right. callers if you don't mind, Mavic Kaneki, and, uh, and we, we'll uh, yeah. Derek, yeah, go ahead, Mav. Um, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to graciously request. Uh, I'd like to make an observation on the 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 total sum of my observation of this show up to now. Um, 
that was really, really super interesting, Kaneki. And uh, I thank you, man, because, you know, while you were talking, uh, you know, I'm envisioning this, you know, my imagination's envisioning that particular set of circumstances that a person can go through under the, the enlightening, if you will. And, and, and my, in my opinion, over, you know, your testimony, uh, Derek, in life, uh, Kaneki, your testimony in life, and my own, I think the listening audience needs to take an observation of this. The, the diversity by which the Father, in his time, will wake you up is so vast and so broad that he put a fingerprint on every single human being that is unique, specific in design, and absolutely has a particular purpose for your time you spend here on the planet. Time is relative to purpose. And so far in the show, what I've observed is that each and everybody's story, mine is so different from yours, Kaneki. And yours, Derek, is so different from mine, even up to current. But there is a, a similarity in this three-prong conversation that's bringing experiences to a centralized place. And the power of this blog talk is the fact that the listening audience is observing and listening to true testimony that is ringing true in their own life. Don't stop mm -hmm. on the quest to find the way to freedom. And that is in humility and just let it go. And God is going to work in everybody's life a certain particular way at a certain particular time, but he won't show up if you don't seek. You have to seek and do not get tired. And that's my position on this show. It's been awesome. And the diversity of Amen. your, Thank your you. yeah, brother, your, your, you know, your whole story is so colorful and so awesome that I hope it draws everybody to your, to your witness, dude. And uh, I enjoyed it myself. And thank you for that, brother. I want to say that. And Derek, go ahead, man. I'm yeah. just trying to inject an overall observation of the show. And I think it's just awesome. No, you're, you're right, Matt. That the, the reality is the reality is um, that, and this is precisely what I was just talking about in, in the video the other day, that somebody can look at an eye and they can say, that's an eye. And then another one says, no, I see it as a window. And the other one could say, no, it's a portal. They're all Buddy, true. I watched the video. Yeah. It runs right? so okay, solid with me. True. And I, yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing a replay of that from three different places on the planet, from three different lifestyles, and we're all different ages. And I'm seeing the the synergy in in the story is absolutely laser accurate. Yeah, and that's my and that, point. That's it's, the, it's, that's it's, the, yeah, and that's the whole. That's, that's truth, the whole, Sue. It's truth. There's only one truth. Yes. There can't be five only billion truth. truths on the planet. Okay, everybody's got their own version of truth, and what this is yeah. proving out. That three different people, originally with their own ideas of truth, in the spirit of truth, they see, they agree. There is no argument. It stands for itself yeah. and certification of itself. It's, it's over for you. That's how simple and easy it is. Accept where you are. You're right on the right channel. You're right on the right track. You're, you're, these witnesses are like laser beams to your brain cell, people. 
Don't worry about what's happening to you. What's happening to you is a result of your distortion of truth. If you're listening to the show, get it through your heads that you are right where you're supposed to be at the right time, in the right place, doing the right thing, hearing the right words. What is a word? It is a vibration. What is a vibration? It is the atomic signature of your existence. It works in throughout the entire universe. It's an electromagnetic universe, and we are all electric beings. Your heart beats all by itself. Amen. Praise God for that. <laughs> Everybody listen to what's going on here. Derek, take it away. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the and the the fact of this is that, you know, and this is why I've been trying to harp on this is that breaking free from the matrix of this world, which is controlled definitely by an enemy, right? So if if you if you say I believe in the Father, but I don't believe in the enemy, well then you don't believe in anything. You don't believe in the Father because the enemy is incredibly real, very real. That these that the battling frequencies that we have, you cannot in this binary system that we live in. There is no such thing there's, as good without evil. There's, there's no, no such thing as evil without good, right? There is no such thing as light without darkness and darkness without light. There's no such thing as hot without cold or cold without hot. You've got to understand that your existence, your understanding, everything that you can touch, feel, smell, including the spirit in you, is binary. That you're going to have a good one and a bad one. Cover up one eye and look at your eye and then look at the other one, right? Every single one of you and everybody listening right now. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. I mean, don't let your left hand know what your right hand. Why do they say that? Because you are two persons. I have an evil man. I can be evil. Come on over. I'll yep. give you some testimony. It's coming. Well, you know, and uh, let me tell you, I can be evil and I can be angelic. And I prefer today. The choice I make is to let go, understand everybody's broken, and choose the right path. Because you can solve a problem or you can bring your problematic stuff right to a pre-existing problem. Now you have a compounding condition where nobody has any reasoning and nothing but buckets of selfishness to be right. So you want to be happy yes. or do you want to be right? Yeah. Which one? Choose. Yeah, and being right in the, being yeah. right is an illusion. But the, the reality <laughs> yes. is yeah, we're all wrong. Everybody's wrong. Yeah. Your whole viewpoint's we're wrong. Right. You're nothing. <laughs> You're spec. We're all right. <laughs> Nobody's right, Jeff. Yes, we're all wrong and we're all right. But everybody you know, everybody look in the mirror and look at your eyes, right? Look at your eye. Everybody knows right now that when you look in the mirror, you have one lazy eye. You'll go, oh, that's my lazy eye. That's not a lazy eye. There's two of you. You're seeing yourself in a single body. <laughs> yes, there are I don't know about you, okay? Derek. I'm perfect. I have no lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child of God. So, hello. The, <laughs> yes, you know why, Derek? Is, you know why? Look, Derek, you when, you were, when, you were, when you were 20, Derek, you didn't have a lazy eye either, bro. Wait, young man. It's coming, homeboy. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> no, but I'm here, ambidextrous. Here's, here's like, the, are yo, you guys here's, ambidextrous? I'm a left. I'm a left hand, uh, right hand, right uh, brain, left brain, like four types of dimensions. Yeah. That's why I love the truth. It's easy for me. I can if every anyone gives me any co- kind of compromise, I can be in those shoes. I can be in those shoes. I'm in like two people's shoes at once, and it's a lot because I I have the energy and capacity in order to handle it, right? But when I come to the truth, it's that find points of balance and when you find the truth it is so simple and graceful it is like thou shalt not not steal whenever you get complicated that's the sub root there's always only one mother root and that's what i help people find because right now we went into the deeper darkness and that darkness looks exactly like the light 
I'm in there with you guys. I have my eyes closed. I just trust fall right back, like right back into Jesus, into Christ with wisdom. And it's because righteousness goes before you. It prepares just the way for your steps. It, and wisdom, prudence, and uh, discernment, they can see the, the correct light. They're the ones who are the eyes for you. And that's why you go just slowly and humbly, right? And you go towards your God. It's awesome. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> And carefully. Yeah, so Kaneki, so so you're you're correct that when you die to yourself, when you die to that evil side of this, that part of you that is the flesh, when you die to that, you do become perfect in him. And this is the whole point of Jesus. They're saying he was without sin. Right? These are these are things he was without sin. Of course, so you can be without sin too. But they say, Oh, you can't be without sin. No, you can live without sin. You were born into sin, you're in this flesh. But you can live. That's why if you couldn't live without sin, Christ would have told you to go sin no more. Right? So yeah. the There's reality three. is That's these what? words these words are – yes, you're, you're, you're dying to your nature. So when I try to explain to people, I say, look, if let's say that we had, we had an enemy that was coming uh, – we had an enemy that – or let's say a foe that's coming to destroy all evil. So a good enemy, so to speak, because people are going to see the good as enemy. If, if, if the good – one is coming to destroy evil, well, I can promise you that the vast majority of the world is going to see that entity as evil because it's going to be taking out a lot of stuff, right? So let's just say that you have, you have this entity that comes and is destroying the evil of the world. If he, if that entity had to look down and determine who was good and who was evil, it's going to be done by frequency, right? So what frequency are you vibrating at? Do you have evil in you? Are you vibrating at an evil frequency? Have you given your way to the enemy? Are you vibrating that signal? Great, you're done. So that that's how you kind of judge things. Go, I'm always monitoring myself, constantly going, I want to make sure that I'm I'm you know, that that I'm not I'm not relenting to any frequency that is going to be giving the enemy any kind of food. I'm not going to be part of that. So I want to go to the question guys if you'll allow me. I think that, that, that uh, ahead, well, well, real quick there, hey, uh, don't you think that we need to know ourselves? I mean, that's if you know yourself, you got to look at yourself to come to that end conclusion, you know. Reflect. You do, but yeah. the, the thing is, yes, you can reflect on you can reflect on it so you know what you're what not to be, right? Because the reality is Bingo. is this awakening this awakening brings you some into something. And you have to be able yeah, to, right. in order for you to determine between the difference between light and darkness, you have to acknowledge what darkness looks like. And so you look you back and you see go, it in yourself. Yeah, and go, I accept the fact that I was dark, but now I am light. That's what I'm getting at, brother. You yeah. got to look at you and know that you are broken and you need to look at it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm done. You got to look at yourself and know that you're broken. Yeah. That's where we start. Yeah, the cave you're entering is where your treasure lies. Humble, humility, I'm nobody, I need help. Please, I don't understand. It's simple. Yeah. Help me. And there yep. you go. You want to be you want to become every everything you you want to become everything you first have to become nothing. So uh let me uh let me get to some brother. of these uh, callers, guys. Hold on one second here. So we've got I'm gonna just be calling out folks just so you know, I'm gonna be calling out the the first uh six numbers of your phone number so you know because I don't have a call screener on here. Um, I'm going to be going to 909-341, 909-341. You're on with Mav, Global Witness, and Konecki. Hello? Hello? Yes. What's your name? Hey, what's up, Ricardo. Hello, 909-341. 
Do you have Do you have a question, or are you just listening? How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, I love the story, by the way. Yeah, great story. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Hey, what? What's your name? Oh, thank you. It's It's Ricardo from San Bernardino. Hey, Ricardo. Did you have a question, or are you just calling in listening? You've been on before. Yeah. The gathering. That's right. That's right. All right, Ricardo. So you don't have a question. You're just listening. All right. I've got a whole bunch of interference on my end, and I'm sure it's probably mine. But, uh, so I'll throw you back on there, and we'll go to the next one. I'm going to area code five one six three three zero five one six three three zero. You're on with Mav, Global Witness, and Konecki. Great show. I'm just listening. Hello. Hello. Just listening. Just listening. All right. Hello. All right, so going to the next one, 507-329, 507-329. You're on with Matt, hey Nicky, and Global Wheels. Hi, guys. On. How you doing tonight? Hey, buddy. It's been a while. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Um, hey, I got a question for you. So, like, um, What's your name? Talking every, uh, Joseph. Sorry about that. Joseph. Where are you <laughs> from, Joseph? I am from Tallahassee, Florida. All right. Thank All you right. for calling. Um, so my question is, like, um, so I've kind of been, like, an avid smoker since I was, like, 14 years old. And I know this is something that you guys were uh, kind of mentioning, you know, with, like, the drugs and the alcohol. And I kind of was wondering if that kind of falls in line with that, like, uh, the avid smoking. I mean, I, I've been doing it since I was, like, 14 years old, like I said. And um, more or less, like, I, I've been doing, like, a lot of study and, like, looking into, uh, like, the Native people and their looks at, like, the peace pipe and everything. And how that really works, uh, and it's kind of like I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of how that came to be or not. Um, but more or less, what I'm getting at is, is that going to be something that is substantial that I'm going to need to like try to find a way to wean out of my life, or is that something that well, I should just kind of like? Let me- let, let me let me tell you let me tell you how how this functions and has been and how it should function and Mav you can address some of these things but the reality is just like I've always said if something prevents you if you think something prevents you from growing closer to the father then that's where you you remove that thing but the but the reality is is that the less attached you become to to your flesh the less of a need but that doesn't mean that that you stop doing something. Um, there is, I believe that these distractions in our lives where we think, oh, I need to stop doing this or I need to stop doing that, the focus on that attention, the focus and the attention to, to these things is what actually prevents you from doing it in many cases. So kind of more or less gives it power, I, uh, as you're saying. The reality yeah. of things, yeah, it, yeah, so basically giving it up, when somebody says, should I give up something? And I go, you know what? You should give that up to the Father. And if he takes it from you, he'll take it from you. Yeah. You know what but I don't think? let that like, be your distraction. To... Don't let that be the excuse. Yeah. What's okay. going to happen is, right. go ahead. If, you, if you smoke or do any type of uh, those type of drugs, right, there's a lot of people who will have a type of um, spiritual awakening, right? But that's it's like a shortcut, if that makes sense, right? If you get yeah. addicted to that, 
the goal of that is for you to have that experience without that drug, right? So that it's a natural process. If you have something chemical and alien outside of you uh, influencing you in the end, then it, it can't be a natural process, so it can't be the truth. Does that make sense? So the, yeah. the water that you, you drown in is the water that the mystic swims, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It definitely yeah. does. That so, gives me a little so bit like, more uh, insight for sort of thinking. Yeah. Like, so, like say if you take mushrooms, right? You, I know so many of my friends who take mushrooms. They'll have an experience, and I'm, they're, they're in the truth. I can see them in their eyes. They're like, I, this happened, this happened. Then I tell them, so the next step is, can you hit that experience off the mushrooms? Your brain already opened up to that. So now go yeah. back down and see if you can then do that and then walk in that space, the space that you're in right now. And that's what you do because it's there, right there, you know? So that's what I said. So Hi, you know, yeah. let me inject something here. I'll, this is like this is like right down my alley. You understand? And, yep. and I'm going to tell you this. Okay. I'm going to make it very clear. Let's not get off the point here. Now, there's a byproduct from behavior, okay? If you take your hand and you put it on an anvil and you hit it with a hammer and it hurts, how many times will you put your hand back on that anvil and hit it with a hammer to see if it hurts again? Now, there's a lot of stuff in the world, my friends. Yeah, it's complete, absurd, zero reasoning. It's in, it's unintuitive and it's negative in benefit. It makes no sense. Therefore, I must categorize it as self-destructive. Now, I want to make it very clear. As far as this debate, because you got listeners that use, you got listeners that don't use. Okay? This world is full of different kind of people who suffer from episodic trauma, if it makes any sense. And the, and the derivative from episodic trauma that you are completely out of control of because you're a child or you're a teenager or you're an adult that doesn't have a toolbox to reason out and rationalize why the world or the episodes are so un, un, unpleasing because this is a world of pain, discomfort, un, you know, and, and people respond to that by distracting their current state of mind from the real world that they're actually living in. And most people, if they have had any kind of life the way I have, has been very, very difficult to process. And in most cases, the strength and the internal fortitude to handle, manage, and, and, and process emotions that are, for the most part, traumatic, people run and they grab things to feel better. And it's relationships, it's drugs, it's alcohol, it's food, it's the addiction to gambling, it's the addiction to sex, it's the addiction to feeling better in a very broken world. And the key here is to understand that you can only get to a place of clarity with a clear mind. And anything that is going to substitute your work at being quiet, keeping your mouth shut and your ears open for the word and the truth to come from the world around you. Open your eyes and see that everyone's broken and they're hurting each other. They're using words and the weapon of the tongue to distort the, the peace that you really can't have. You can get in your bubble and understand you're broken. And if you see yourself as broken in a world of broken that people don't even recognize themselves to be broken in, then who's the smartest guy in the room? The smartest guy in the room is a humble guy that sees the world as broken for what it is. 
while they lie to themselves, they buy a new Mercedes, they slap a fish on the back of it, and their kids are in private school, which is nothing against doing what's religiously in doctrine. If you see you're part of the general plan, the larger plan, in a, in a, in a twisted church, you can be the light in a twisted church if you have truth in you. Christ developed a following, and they, they convicted him for it because he wasn't doing anything. He had people following him in a light way. All he was doing was making questions and making people look at themselves and say, how do I apply in this question? I need to know. And in that investigation, they see the two people inside themselves. That's what redemption is necessary. That's why redemption means see yourself as broken and begin the work to be something that you were predetermined to be. You have an independent fingerprint. Everybody's talents and passions are different. And in a lot of times they're similar. And that would be called a group a, a fellowship group. The people are aligned on the same path, side by Lost Bobby. Oh, we lost Bobby. Okay. I thought I was lost. We lost Bobby. He, Bobby dropped off. It just said, uh, caller Bobby dropped off. Uh, Bobby, call back uh, if you can hear this. Um, and Joseph, uh, I think uh, I'm not quite sure what's happened. This is definitely not my, on my end. Uh, this is on the blog talk end. <laughs> Joseph, uh, I, I had to pull your call off because the background noise was uh, extremely loud, so I dropped that off. I appreciate the call. I'm going to go to a to another call, and uh, that's going to be 702-901. In just one second, I'm going to pick that up, 702-901. But I wanted to add something uh, to, what, uh, to what Mav was saying, is that you know recognizing that you're a broken self, the most important thing that you have to understand is that uh, inside of you is already the, already the person that you're supposed to be. There isn't anything to build in you. So for all of you that feel like that you've got to build some structure, you don't. All you have to do is remove what is preventing that structure from being seen. So look at it as there's a facade that is built around you. The real you is inside. The real purpose of you is inside. The Father has already designed you inside. He's in there. That person is inside. All you have to do is remove the layers of the onion to get to the core of who you really are. So don't look at it as this challenge, as this uphill battle. It's really not an uphill battle as much as it is a stripping off. So be tearing those things off, and the more you tear off, the more of the person that you're intended to be is revealed. It's a, it's a, it's one right of on. the enemy's illusions to make you feel like that you have to be, become something, that you have something to do, that you have work to do to build this. You don't have to. You were already made in the image of the Father. He's in there. He's inside. The image of the enemy is the one that's on the outside, right? Everything yeah. that the Father makes, the enemy corrupts. He took the made in and corrupted it by covering you in this in this full suit and making part of this world. This is a big problem. You don't have to build anything, so don't make it this uphill battle. I'm going to go to, uh, like I said, 702901. Hi. 702901. Hello. Hi. What's Hello. your name? Hello. Renee. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hey. Renee. Love your show. Love your show. Good to have you on, Renee. Um, Do you I have a question? Say, I just wanted oh, to say, like, I love your show. I love how you get your point across, the message. Um, 
I kind of started waking up in 2005 when my father passed away, and things just started happening, like, all the time, and it was weird. And I kind of thought, like, I'm losing my mind or something, right? And the only one who could see it was my mother. She, so she understood, you know? Um, I just don't understand, like, why people cannot see the things that are going on these days. I, I truly can't understand it. Well, Christ it, it spoke to those people when they as twice dead, right? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. he spoke it, to those people twice dead. And and, it, and here's and here's the things that are going to be revealed, Renee. The things that are going to be revealed to people is that, um, and I don't want to say that not everybody is human, but when you've, there have been people that have literally abandoned their spirit. They've yeah. completely sold themselves out to this world and to the enemy. They would rather hang on to that, and so they've yeah, abandoned like an image that. or something, right? Like, yeah, I, I, it's I, entirely. I don't get it. And it's and it can become frustrating, but don't let that, don't let you know. This is why it's a narrow gate. That's why there's few that find it, right? Because the world and the draw of the enemy's world is a very powerful draw. They just don't. They they can't experience this understanding, this awakening. And this is the scroll, the small scroll that the angel gave to John, right? This is the scroll (gasps) that once you eat it, it's sweet. It's sweet on your tongue. But in your stomach, it, it becomes bitter. It makes, you, it makes your stomach bitter because the truth, that's what you're seeing. That, when you right. look at that person, you can't understand why they don't see that. That's the right. bitterness of the scroll. The truth They're like, well, you're so is wise. So you're this, you're that. I don't want to be wise. I just want you to understand what I'm saying. I don't care what you think of me. Just pay attention. Like, yeah. how can you not yeah. see what you're doing to yourself? It's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. It so is. that you can I shine know. brighter. I, I, I did hear that. I'm sorry. Oh, I said it's because it's so that you can shine brighter <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> because that's why it's so dark around you right now, yeah. everybody, like that. It's like you have to bring the light into the center of the darkness and the darkness, and then the light uh, radiates from the center out, and that's how you dispel it, right? Like light yeah. cannot uh, dispel darkness from the outside. You have to go t- straight in the center, and that's why I, I heard your, um, you know, I, I heard your emotions when you're talking about your father, yeah, and it's yeah. like, that's, uh, sorry to hear that, and I know that, you know, yeah. you guys were really close to hell, you know, but at the same time, you know that it, it will make you stronger in a way. Yeah. Like, once I learned about Christ, when I, you know, because I have a Bible that was all in red, yeah. and so I just kept ready the red, the red parts of Christ and his mind was just, it was awesome, right? And I realized that there is such a strength in being, being sorrowful almost, you know, like um, meek, uh, humble. There's a, there's certain strength and grace that, that, that no type of huge aberration outside of you as loud and obnoxious as it can be could ever overpower it. Like, we don't know the full thing of grace. We only know it in parts, you know. We don't know the full thing of empathy, only in parts like that, you know. And so yeah. when you break apart in life like that, that's why Derek and his friend was talking about, like, the shattered mirror. And, like, you know, when your father um, passed on, I could hear, you know, you broke like that, you know. And how uh, Derek's world. friend was saying, well, it's yeah. all like that. Because your, your brokenness will 
well be gone, and then what happens is Christ goes there, and then you have this eternal space, like yeah. inside of you somehow. Yeah. You know, it goes you're, in and right. finds out. You're absolutely right. You know. Yeah. Absolutely right. The night he passed, um, I was driving my family home, and uh, in the middle of the road, he had given me um, I had a surgery once, and he gave me a teddy bear. And I swear to God, you couldn't, you could not tell me any different that that was that teddy bear sitting in the middle of the street. Telling, you know, I felt like, oh, he's telling me he's okay, and he's going home now. You know, mm. and the night um, of his services, um, driving my family home from the services, and uh, there goes the shooting star. It, it had been years since I, th- you know, seen a thing like that. Years, like just those signs. And lately, <laughs> everything is just so much clearer lately. It's, it's unbelievable yeah. that, I, it, that people cannot see. I, it's so heartbreaking to me. So heartbreaking. They don't look for those small little things like the. They don't look for the things like the little shooting star or the teddy bear. Yeah. They don't look for yeah. these things, but the, and they don't. And this is the problem: is that they they lack so much belief. Look, folks, yeah. you, you've got to believe that the Father shows himself in the tiniest little things. Oh, he yeah. is not opulent. He is not he, – he's in the tiniest little things. If you think for one second that graffiti on a wall that was written 20 years ago, it wasn't written 20 years ago just so you could see it, you're wrong. That's how he right. operates. He will show right. you something that will just shatter every thought you ever had about yeah. how he communicates with you. It it is truly mind blowing. Yeah. Well I, I, I love that. I agree. I agree. Thanks thanks for well, calling, Renee. I really appreciate you calling. Did you have any well, did you have a no no that's a, a question at all or no I'm just gonna go ahead and continue listening. <laughs> Thank you guys oh, for <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Dave, love you much. Love you. So we're going to go to 386-295, Hello? 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 Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's your name? Can you hear me? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can Hi. hear you. What's your name? Uh, mystery. mystery. Pardon me? I do have a question. Mystery, yes, that's my name. <laughs> that's my yes. birth given name. Uh, oh, okay, Mystery. I do have a question. Okay. Um, my question is actually about okay. uh, Luke fourteen twenty six, I think, the one about uh, Jesus saying that you're supposed to hate your mother and father and your children. I've been struggling with that for yep. a little bit now, and I'm just trying to thought maybe you could understand it a little bit. I mean, uh, I, I can. Little bit, but I, I understand I, your way. Great, thank uh, you. I can. I'll, yeah, this is this is the scripture that I've spoken about a number of times because. Um, this is these are scriptures that the church doesn't teach you, and there's a reason why. It's because they don't actually understand uh, what the point of that was. But he says, uh, Luke 14:26 is it says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father, mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Now, what this is is this isn't a commandment. He's not telling you to go and hate these people. What he's telling you is. Um, if I were to give you directions to uh, the Safeway that's close by me right now, and I gave you directions, and I said you're gonna, you know, you're gonna go up this street right here, you're gonna make a left, and then once you make a left, you're gonna break your leg. You would think, 
what, what do you talk about? I'm going to break my leg. And I'm just going to say, just no, you're going to break your leg. And then you're walking, it's dark, you make that left, and then all of a sudden you fall in a crevice that's in the road and you break your leg. You're going to go, oh, he knew the crevice is here, right? So he, he was telling me these things that are part of the path. This is why it's the way, the truth, the life, right? So the path, the um, becomes what will happen because what's going to happen is in this world, everybody around you, when you are awakened in Christ, when he comes into you, and this is what I always try to explain. So I, I, when I've coached people that want to kill themselves, I say all of the things, you know, I've, I've walked them to the edge of the proverbial cliff, and I say, okay, we're going to jump off this cliff. I'm going to go with you, you know, because you want to kill yourself. Hey, I'll, I'll go with you. And, but first, let's answer this question. Why do you need to kill yourself? And they give a bunch of, bunch of reasons. They say, well, because I did this, I did that, I owe $500,000, I screwed over this person, I hurt this person, or whatever their sin is, whatever they hold against themselves. Okay, well, I'd love to know why you have to go over the cliff with that backpack of all that stuff that you, you care, that brought you here, that brought you to the edge of the cliff. And they think about that for a second. And then I go, the reason why, because you'll throw that backpack over the cliff. That is being in Christ. That is accepting the forgiveness that you have in Christ. That is accepting that you're dying to yourself, including everything you've done in your past, everything. You're going to throw that over. Now you're going to turn around. Mm -hmm. So when you're in Christ, you turn around and walk back the other direction. Your family will hate you. They will hate you. So it's like if you don't learn that hate of the Father. So basically, you have to first learn to hate the world in them because they will attempt to put that backpack back on you. Your mother, your father, your sisters, your brothers, your kids, everybody will say, you can't forget that you owe that $500,000. And the reason why they won't allow you to be free of sin is because they haven't felt that they have that freedom from sin. So the last thing that they're going to want is to accept the fact that you are free of your debt. So they will rage against you. So it's like you need to learn how to hate mother, father, wife, children, and everybody before you can learn to love them through the eyes of Christ. Because then all of a sudden you don't – you first hate them. You're going to go through that experience. You're going to be, how could you condemn me to death? Because that's exactly what they would be doing. They would say, hey, I would rather you have jumped off that cliff than to allow you to be forgiven for those things. And they will attempt to go down to the bottom of that cliff, pick up that backpack, and put it back on your back. They will not accept you. And so you now beg them to forgive you for those things that are in that backpack, but not for your sake anymore because you now know you're already forgiven. You're doing it because you don't want them to be condemned to condemn you to death because now that's their bondage. That's their sin. So you're like, no, you guys, that's so dangerous. You can't. You're condemning me to death. So when you've heard in your lifetime, it says that we've nailed Christ's hands and feet to the cross, right? We killed him. That's what they're doing to you. That is how you know you're in Christ, that you're going through everything that Christ went through in his testimony. The scripture says, the testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy, meaning that prophecy. his testimony his testimony is a prophecy of your life. 
that you will go through the same experiences. So when he's making a statement like this, he's telling you that he hated his mother, he hated his father, he hated his children, his brothers, his sisters. And that is evident in Scripture when they came up and his family came and they said, they said hey, Jesus – your family's outside. They want to talk to you. And he said, they're not my family. You're my family. He was like, go tell them to go, go jump off a cliff. They need to go <laughs> jump off a cliff. I'm not, I'm not talking to them. He didn't have any interest in them. He, and that's the whole point is that they don't talk about those details, but then you later see that his family did finally come around. And I can tell you this personally. I went through the exact same thing. The exact same thing. My family thought I was nuts, just like Jesus' family called him crazy. It says in Mark, his family came out to seize him, for they said he's lost his mind. So this is the point, is that you will go through everything Christ goes through. So when he's speaking to you in these words, these are red letters, these are him speaking these words, that when he's speaking these, he's giving you direction as to what to expect. But he's not commanding you to hate them. He's basically saying, this is going to happen. Okay. I get I it now. Helps. Thank you. That does. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I love You're you too. Oh, I love you, by the way. Very I welcome. love you all, everybody. <laughs> I, love, I love you too. Thanks for calling. So I'm going to go to 843 925. 843 925. Uh, hey, Derek. Hey. And I'm bringing How's Bobby you? back on. I see Bobby's back on now. Bobby, are uh, you yes, on with us? Bobby, I don't know where I was and I dropped off, man. I hope you didn't shut me off. I, it, it happens sometimes. People have to shut me up. So no, uh, I did. I, I, did, I, I, I would tell you, Bobby, if I was going to shut you up, if I was going <laughs> to kick you off, I would kick you off. No, it just came, basically came off. I came up on my screen and said, and said, uh, Bobby, drop call. So, uh, so eight four three nine two five. What's your name? Uh yeah, Tyler. Tyler. Hey, Tyler. How's it going, everybody? Hey, what's up? Uh, actually, so there's one thing I've learned as far as when it comes to alcohol and mushrooms and all. They're just tools. If you abuse any tool, it will hurt you. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Avoid extremes. Yep. Also, yeah, I, can, I, I can use a hammer to hit a nail and and build a house. Uh, when it comes to, like, shrooms and all, if you do too much, it can fry your brain. And I was wondering, if we uh, actually were able to come up with the technology on the frequencies to repair the DNA, would that reverse the damage? Good question. Uh, I, I could tell you this much. Your brain, with one molecule, one cell of your brain, and one in that cell yes. also contains oh. the map of DNA of your body. Your brain built your entire body. So your brain can heal anything in your body. The greatest, the greatest uh, sickness that we have is not understanding how powerful we are. The reality of it is, if you read the testimony of the testimony of Christ, he wasn't out healing people. Everybody says he was healing them, but if you if you read his words, those people were healing themselves. That's why he said, "Your faith made you well. Let yeah, let faith. it be done according." Let it be done according to your faith, right? He never claimed he was healing anybody. He said the sight was being – their sight was being recovered. Their ears were being opened, and the dead were being raised. The dead were being raised because we're all dead, the dead in Christ, just like Kaneki. Christ was in him, but Christ was dead. Christ woke up in him. Christ was in me. Christ was dead. Christ woke up in me. 
So all of these things, raising the dead, opening the blind eyes to see, and the deaf ears so that they can hear these truths, these are the things that were taking place. But yet we've put these into a physical realm and made them absolutely impossible to believe. But the yeah, reality is spirit, spirit is born of spirit and flesh is born of flesh. How can you know of things of the spirit when you can't even understand things of the flesh? You have to be exactly. born into, into the spirit. That means eyes open, mouth quiet, um, get in very, be still and know that I am there. How can you know he's there if you discount the fact that he's there in the first place? It's a sense of reasoning, just good, sound reasoning. You know, there's more information. possible with God. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Anything, because it's, it is a complete control matrix of his making. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Tyler, do you have another so question? Capable. You're bringing yeah, it itself. So when it comes to uh, modern-day prophets, would you say some of the bands would fit that description? I don't know if you've the ever listened to, like, Shine Down or any of those bands. Like Tool, let, let, Shine let me tell Down. You what, what every... Did they prophesy? Let me give you an example oh, of... Yeah. Let me give you an example of what prophecy is for the most part. If I wrote the things that I experienced today, if I wrote them down, and I buried those yeah. things, and I and said, and then they and I said later, that would be and prophesying. I'm, I'm witnessing, yeah, I'm witnessing these cosmological systems coming in. I'm witnessing the moon appearing differently. I'm witnessing the sun rising and setting in different locations, degrees off of where they are. I'm witnessing these things. I'm writing these things down, right? The cosmological systems move. Like a, like a clock, they are a clock, which is why Stonehenge and all of these cosmological clocks that the ancients built, they are the clocks, right? So they knew that our cosmological systems are the clocks. They do not disobey the orders. If you read in the book of Enoch, it says, observe the sun, and it rises and sets on my order. Observe the moon, it rises and gives its light on my order and, and sets on my order. And when these things stop happening as I've commanded them, know that I'm at the very gates. Right, So this is prophecy in a way that people would be able to explain it. The reality of it is we are all connected to the Akashic Record. We are all connected to the energies of the Father. We are all connected to the energies of the Creator of all. So when right. we have awakened to these things, when we are seeing these things, the prophets are speaking these things, there is no such thing as a creation in this world that isn't already somebody else's. And I'll give you an example of this. So when I was battling – and we were battling before the U.S. Supreme Court with Kazaa and copyright infringement, right? Accusing us with mm-hmm. copyright infringement. The argument that we po- uh, proposed to them was, um, was you're saying that these people own the copyright of these songs, of these melodies, okay? And this will lead into something, so follow me here for a second. All right. And my, my argument was these melodies, because today we have a recording device, and because we're show- so short-term in thinking that this guy that wrote this melody – he owns that melody when we know that these songs are written primarily with four chords and that these melodies are regurgitated. You've heard the same melody in 90 different songs, right? Now, let's say – let's look at David. David wrote thousands of psalms. Only some of them are available in the, in the Bible, and you've got to go to other scriptures to find the others. What do you think David sung? What melodies did he sing? Because he didn't have a recording device, and we have a record of those songs today that he doesn't own that. He's not the creator of those things. The reality is we can't create something that doesn't already exist. There is no such thing as even thinking 
picking something that doesn't exist. You're picking yeah, up there's nothing what new already under the sun. exists in its variations. There is nothing new Everything under the sun. It was it. all made. It was all here. Exactly. So there are no such thing as modern-day prophets. There are only modern-day awakened human beings. There are people paying attention to to the Father. It doesn't. They don't have to be a Christian to be able to write something in a song. I can tell you the Wachowski brothers writing the Matrix and putting the Matrix out there, they didn't think that they were telling you the truth. But they were. Right? So the reality is it's impossible for you to come up with something that doesn't exist. So as far as modern-day prophets, people say you're a prophet. Well, you can call me a prophet. I could call you a prophet. I could say that's prophecy. That's prophetic. That's a prophetic statement. That just means that you're mm-hmm. receiving something that not everybody else can hear. It sh- shouldn't ever be an exaltation. If somebody calls me a prophet, I wouldn't see that as an exaltation. In fact, ask any of the prophets. They're all dead for being one. Okay, so I, it's not exactly, I have a, exactly, it's, it's not exactly something this. you ask for, right? <laughs> There's a scripture specifically that refers to this. You know, if you really want to get down to it, there is a scripture that refers to exactly what we're saying. And in in a in a time in a time span from one generation to the next, the scripture says that the sins of the father shall be revisited upon the sons for generations. Now what that's saying is the dysfunctional nature of the father is going to be a, a processional cycle of misunderstanding. And if that, over the eons of time, from generation to generation, has been distorted into a version of truth that is not centered at all at truth, then your opportunity today to to have that reasonable, conscious contact with your creator is impossible, because you, you have discounted and and any possibility that your viewpoint might be wrong for the wrong reasons and to center yourself on a new informational process of understanding who you are which is what Derek does an awesome man um, it's it's about denial to yourself that the truth you know might just not be correct am I wrong in saying that Derek no no you're correct in saying that Nobody Christ knows. spoke of this yes but and Christ spoke of this he said you honor the traditions of your fathers Okay, so he was talking to the Hebrews, he was talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees. Everything that they believed, they were reading from the Torah, so they're reading the law of Moses, right? Which, by the way, Mm -hmm. Christ shattered and told you that it was all garbage. Right. And people go, no, no, that's not true. Yes, it is true. He said, the law of God, there will not be one that doesn't come to pass. The difference is... He was speaking of the true law of the Father and not the understanding of the laws of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because the reality is, just like you spoke of, Matt, is that if – let's say I teach my child a a specific understanding, and 90 generations down, my my offspring are teaching the same things that I taught. They are speaking the things that are fallible of what I taught. My understanding – if my understanding was broken from the beginning – then how it's reinforced broken, yes. is that broken understanding? That That's broken who understanding we are. Every one of us broken. Truth. That understanding I think has Satan's become a little broken. the epitome of truth. That, and the, the truth. reality is, and the reality of it is, the only way, and I mean the only way, you get back to that truth is ignoring the world, ignoring man, and turning these preconceived notions 
on their head. Empty in your cup, like I say. Forget what you think you know. Throw it all away and let the Father show you. You have to defy everything. And this is exactly why it says about the Father. It says, for if man exalts it, I despise it. How confident, how confident of a statement of that is. That if mankind thinks it's a good thing, I hate it. That's what that statement means. Yeah, right? If I believe man it. says it's good, right. I don't like it. That's yeah, how opposite. broken we are. You can count on it. <laughs> yeah, so somebody says, well, what? So, so, so we think the United States is wonderful. I can promise you right now that it's not. Just based on that statement, everybody thinks it's great. Oh, the dollar having money is great. Uh, no, it isn't. There's still hope right? for it, though. It's, yeah. it's a capitalized no, nation. No. We're, we're capitalized. We're yeah, focused on money. We need to survive right now in society. You know, That's the way it is. But the, the thing is that's the grand illusion, right? We have, that is the grand illusion. We have calcified our, our loops of thought and you've turned into cognitive dissonance. Yeah, yeah Earth has plenty to provide if we just take care of it. Kind of Grand illusion. Yeah, That's exactly the, what it the is. The reality, and the, yes, and the systems of the world, the systems of this government, the systems of this country prevent you from altering yourself from that. Like you in California, you can't put solar panels on your house and pay for your and pay for your own electricity. You have to put the solar panels on your house, feed into the grid, and then they'll sell you back electricity, right? So you they they make sure you're on the B system. You have if to you be do, on the B if system. You, if you do it. Yeah, if you make electricity for yourself in California and you don't feed back into the grid, they arrest you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you go so to find jail, a way to reverse that. Yeah, they now yeah, you are, own the sun. You're thieving. They own the sun. <laughs> yeah, you own the sun. Right? <laughs> There's you're a reason for that. From the Whatever community. happens inside of the reality of the world, right? If it has to do with the grand illusion, like the solar panels and the electricity, right? All those things. Is because it's the imitator. The creator is following behind, <laughs> and the more exactly. that it becomes more corporealized and realized, you'll understand that it's crescendoing to a certain point. Yeah. And that's like when everyone talks about the Antichrist. We can read in the Bible it says the Antichrist spirit is spread out everywhere. Right, right now, yep. the yep. as we go towards the end of the time, that spirit that's so spread out is being corralled into a point. And when it gets to that certain point, it's a matter of fact, and that's when it's going to materialize as a person, like someone solid like you and me, right? And so whenever you see things like that outside of yourselves, like w- with the California thing and stuff, though, though it looks so terrible, know that the creator, the real one, the organic one, the one who made the imitator who is making those things outside with the governments and all that crap, right? He's coming closer, and that's why yeah. um, that whole thing. It says in the Bible, like we have to respect our authorities, you know. And I've always, I've always questioned that, but like I can see it happening now. That's why the things are doing that well, because that, the kingdom was, of the world that was, is falling. That was the original yeah. Antichrist, Kaneki. That Derek, was Derek. Who said that was the original Antichrist? Derek, where in the scripture yeah, yeah. does it say the love of many shall wax cold? This is where we're at. The love of many shall wax cold. Say that. Where in the scripture does it say the love of many shall wax cold? Yeah. Is that uh, the, what verse is that? that, that, that yeah. pulls, uh, a few places. Yes, wax cold. Yeah. It is Matthew. Hold on one second. Is it, so isn't Matthew that right where we're at? 12. Yeah, isn't that yeah. generally yeah. where the population is? I mean, people walk on the sidewalk. 
by somebody laying dead on the ground in a cardboard box in New York Don't City. Don't myself. Yeah. Hundreds and, of and people walking script- by a dead person. Nobody says, hey, buddy, specific- you need some food? Yeah, now here's the amazing and- part about this. So, so here's where the deception comes. It says, and because of lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will wax, uh, will grow cold. So here's the point right. of that. Because of, because of lawlessness. Now, this isn't lawlessness of the land. Okay, Romans, thir- Romans 13 is the biggest, is the biggest, uh, the, I would say probably the single greatest articulation that the church and the Roman authorities got a hold of Paul, and Paul worked for Titus. Anybody that knows anything about Paul, he, he contained a lot of the truths, but he mm-hmm. spent most of his time killing Christians before he, you know, uh, came supposedly, uh, supposedly came around and, and, and G- has Jesus three different variations, by the way, of the character of Jesus. Jesus yeah. blinded so Paul in the Jesus desert. Jesus didn't do a good job making his – yeah, the, I, I, I can go into lots about Paul. We won't go into that right now, but, yeah, right. but Romans 13 stating – Stating, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists what God has appointed. Now, anybody that's listened to Christ's words, he would have told you, and he did, say that the authorities of the world are what you should ignore. So he was breaking you from those authorities because those were man's they manipulated the laws of God and made them their well, laws, kind of like marriage, right? The mere fact yeah, that the right. church says in order for you to be married people, to that woman, you've you got to come result. over here and be married yeah. by the church. It's like the Pharisees yes. with the yeast. Yeah. The church doesn't marry you. It's the like, father marries you. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Uh, oh, I said uh, uh, the like right the means done. Oh. You said Pharisees. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to yeah. say the right means done by the wrong people will get the wrong result. Of course. <laughs> and and you can always count on that <laughs> happening with man. The reality is yeah. as long as we're in this flesh suit, man is going to take what they have and it's if this is the, this is the ring, right? The, in Lord of the Rings. This mm-hmm. is the the hobbit is the only one that can be the <laughs> ring bearer, right? Because he doesn't want anything but his garden, his beer and to dance and everybody else stay off of his cloud, right? So he can handle the ring because he doesn't want to rule the world. Now, anybody else that sees the ring, they see it as the power to rule all. That's what the ring is, the one ring to rule them all, where you can rule everybody, right? And everybody thinks they can take that ring and do good with it. That's the entire argument. Oh, I can take that, and I can do good with that. No, you can't. You're in the flesh. You're a man. You're not a hobbit, right? You can't do this. (laughs) You can't touch that ring. If you touch that ring... You will corrupt it. Give it to the hobbit. The hobbit is is the variation of Christ, right? Give it to the Christ child. He doesn't want anything. Give it to Christ. Well, Christ he doesn't want to rule the world. <laughs> if Christ is able to hop through anyone at any moment in time, wouldn't that be God? That's precisely what that is. It's the Spirit of God in man. Christ is the Spirit of God in man, which is why Christ himself... When Jesus said, for you are all sons of God, right, that you are all this. Yep. All you have to do, like I said, is peel the layers of the onion off, get to the Christ 
left and the middle, you're going to recognize who you are, and you will be part of the body, a finger, a thumb, the fingernail, the ear, the nose, the eye. There is not one that is greater. There is not one that is more important. In fact, the more important one will be the, the least, right? For the most will be the least. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of the, the, the scriptures, Christ's words are not difficult to understand once you understand what Christ is. And, and Konecki, if you walked into a church today, okay, if you walked into a church today and walked up to the pastor and you explained to him how Christ is alive in you and how, how he came into you and what it was, he would rebuke you. He'll <laughs> rebuke yeah, past, A lot of pastors the like church, to control their church. The church has become the Antichrist. The church is the mm-hmm. Antichrist today. This is the big problem. That's why few find the narrow gate. Few. The deeper darkness, it's the same light. Yes, and and you know what? If you want to find the truth, everybody everybody asks me, you know what? Why you wear black? Hey, you got to go into dark places to find the truth. That's why you have to shed the light on it. Mm-hmm. Because through darkness, because the enemy. Light. It's the, about the tomb. The, the tomb. enemy hides the it's truth in very dark places, right? He's not going to hide it in places of light. He's going to hide it in places of darkness. So I wear black, so when I'm in there, he can't see me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> think, like, think about Jonah, right? Like every, everyone knows about the sign of Jonah, right? And like so, Jonah, like the way that I interpret this and the, with the darkness is he was running away, right? He was in that boat. He was in the darkness of the boat. It, the boat was shaking around. All the guys on top was trying to throw stuff out. He came out. He was sleeping. They had to wake him up out of this storm. He came up to the light, repented. They threw him overboard, right? He fell into the darkness. In a darkness. Or a monster from that darkness came and swallowed him and put him in a deeper darkness, and he went into the darkness of the earth. So he's in a darkness, in a darkness, in a darkness, right? And he was so confused because that's so much darkness that he was dead, but he was still thinking. Like he was – he literally died. You know that? And then he was still praying. Yes. Like so when you're yes. in the darkness, you cannot know what, what is left, what is right, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. and Konecki, and now, like, now you understand the parable because – the parallels, right? Jesus said the only sign that you'll be given is the sign of Jonah when they asked him for a sign. And what he was speaking of, he was speaking of the sign of Jonah for them because the very exact same scenario with Christ was asleep at the front of the boat, right? They're going across, and his disciples had to scream and wake him up because he was sleeping through this storm. That was their storm. The parabolic measures of that story is they were going through that darkness. And they woke him up and go, oh, yes. my gosh, we're in the darkness. And he woke up and rebuked him and was like, guys, I've been here before. I already survived the belly of the well. He rebuked the storm, made it go away, and they were like, what? Yeah. That's why it's so the tomb, too. That's why the tomb of the rock. If you hear his call, don't harden your heart because that, that rock needs to be rolled away because the light needs to penetrate into that darkness. If the rock doesn't roll away, it, you, there's no resurrection. There's, you know, it's only darkness, yes, darkness, and if you, darkness. And if you listened at the beginning of this, at the beginning of this show, I have uh, the the calling of the Son of Man, uh, something that I uh, something that I was given and and wrote, which basically says the enemy is coming. The minute you're in Christ, the minute you wake up, the enemy is coming for you, and he's going to visit you, and he's going to wipe out things. That's why he represents the cross, right? The enemy yeah. is death. So the enemy is going to come for you, just like Job Job said, hey, have you seen my loyal servant Job, right? He was calling Job to his side. 
He sends the enemy. The enemy's coming. He's going to strip you of this thing. He's going to he's going to make you either accept him fully or reject him fully. That's precisely what the temptation in the wilderness with Jesus is. You're going to accept him fully or you're going to reject him fully. And once that happens, Just so don't once get you're lost in Christ, in the wilderness. yes, it's a very risky measure, and I've already witnessed it with people that have been around me. Yeah, that's so people amazing. People that come into Christ. And I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, folks, I, the minute you wake up in Christ, do not think you're overwhelmingly powerful because the enemy's coming for you. And basically, yeah. you're going to either give in to him or you're going to reject him. And man, when they give yeah. in to him, they are fully demonic. And I mean yeah. fully demonic. It, it says it where amazing. you cast They go from being in the light. If you leave your door open, seven return. It clearly says that. It yeah, really it clearly says that. You cast kick, out that you, demon, you, that demon will go out and leave the door open, right. That means, you know, overcome your, your, your ill uh, behavior, whatever it may be, you know, addiction, whatever it is, whatever that thing is that you distract yourself with from being calm, quiet, and willing. See, you can put your radar out there, but if you don't turn to the right signal, you're not going to hear a very clear message. And so you can't really be all high and supported in your understanding and try to hear a clear message. That's why they make a meeting for people that have an obsession to use drugs or whatever, you know, but in the spirit way, I'd like to make two poignant references to anybody listening to this. There is a, there is a woman, her name is Ann Graham Lotz, L-O-T-Z. If you want to know who Jesus is, go to YouTube, Ann Graham Lotz, just give me Jesus. That's my opinion of who Jesus is. Enjoy the listen when you go there. It is the eight-minute version, her description of her little video says, just give me Jesus. And there's another illustration I'd like everybody listening. If you want to know how we were all connected together, every single one of us, every living, breathing human being with a heart, if you want to know how we're connected, go and check out Masura Emoto. M-A-S-U-R-A-E-M-O-T-O. Check out Masura Emoto, Messages from Water. And you will see how Love this, it. right here on this planet, we are all connected, every one of us, in a way that is undescribable. And, and you know something? It's because it's this the living the, water. You got it. You got it. And we are built and we are structured on fluid. Just don't drink water for a week. See how long you're going to last. Okay? Yeah. So check out <laughs> If you want to be profoundly enlightened by how unbelievably, unexplainable, fantastic this, this whole cosmos and the way that we uh, are uh, acting towards one another, when the truth is revealed to you through those two sources, you will be profoundly changed. If you don't believe yeah, me, me, check it out. Hey, Mavericks, let me point this out um, just to give you an idea that yeah. in every one of you, when somebody says, oh, well, you know, you don't have Moses' blood in you. You don't have Christ's blood. In you, you don't have David's blood in you. I can prove to everybody that, that they would be wrong, that every single one of us do, because the reality of it is this. All of the water on this planet, all of it, is the same amount of water that was on this planet 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. Not one drop less, not one drop more. You got it. Everything is renewed and recycled. It hits the it cycles through. 
So you most definitely have particles of water in your blood that Jesus had, that David had, that Moses had. So don't give me any of that. And uh, it only takes water. a single molecule. Space is filled with water. Space, outer space, full of water. There's ice caps on which is a moon of Jupiter. Ice caps. There's volcanism. There's volcanoes. There's ice caps. Mars has an ice cap. Many of the planets have ice caps. That means there's water there. Blue planet. Yes. yes. They're here. We are, and we are water. The vast majority of your body is water. So guess what? The tiniest part of you Look. is the enemy. Hey, I have a question, Derek. <laughs> Do you? I have a question for you, buddy. What came out of Jesus' yeah. side when the centurion poked him? What came out? Not blood. It says, and blood and water flowed. But I've got a story for that later on. Blood and water flowed. Yeah, but there's no question, but it's water. But, so, I, uh, so, 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 speaking about water, I figured out. What, do you guys know why Jesus was the living water? Did you guys figure it out? Because in the beginning, yeah? Okay, so when he separated the two waters from heaven, because he said there's waters, right? Um, he made the firmament, right? The Spirit of Christ was hovering over the waters. That was Jesus. He's the living water. That was the water in heaven. Yeah? The mist, wa- the mist was upon so the cool. firmament. The mist was upon the firmament. Yeah, yeah. The, That's what the he said. Or this was said the firmament. The, God, the Lord created the firmament, and upon yeah. the firmament was the mist. Yeah, but the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God was Christ, right? And it was on the water, right? We are water. He also said, "Drink of drink of my waters; you'll never thirst again, brother." Exactly. That's why he's the living water. He's that's where it came from. Oh, we we lost Bobby again. Bobby, (laughs) Bobby's gonna think I booted him. (laughs) Nope, didn't boot you, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Bobby's gone again. So I'm going to jump to another another call. I wanted to say thank you to Tyler for uh, for your questions and uh, and uh, engaging in conversation. I'm going to go to uh, 808-989-808-989. We've got 18 minutes left on the show, so let's try to get right to the questions, and we'll uh, we'll get to the uh, answers. Try to get to more people. 808-989, you're on. Hello? Aloha. 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 <laughs> I what, what's your name? Fairly. Mary Lee. Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee. Hi, Sarah Lee. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, it's been a fascinating show today. I just appreciate so much being here, being able to listen to it. And I don't remember who made the comment about, you know, if where you're at just like the perfect place that you're supposed to be. I'm here, um, and I lined out these two days to go off the grid, and I've just been sitting here being quiet, trying to connect, and hearing everybody's stories has kind of just gave me even more pause to disconnect even further from um, a situation that I find myself in, and there's so many questions that came up regarding um, how the enemy works in the world, and one big question I have is like, didn't God create everything? And is the, is the enemy separate from God? Um, is the enemy no. separate from God? No, that's impossible because he created everything. 
quite honestly, right? Now, yeah. this is a difficult thing for people to grasp, um, and this is where I always point to the book of Job, where you have the angels gathered before the throne of God, and God says to Satan, Satan, where have you been? And Satan says, oh, I've been, I've been on earth going back and forth, to, uh, up and down, to and fro on, on it, crossing, right? If you go up and down, to and fro, that's crossing it. He's the cross. So, um, and he says, have you checked out my loyal servant, Job? That is the statement that says that Satan is a requirement of this. So when you want to know what this actually is for us in this present time, there are multiple different truths to what I'm saying. But, but I'm talking strictly spiritually, um, strictly uh, scripturally, is that the Father has a refinement process. And the way that I would like to describe it is this. If you, were, if you were the father and you were perfect in every way, how would your children know you're perfect? If there was no imperfection to show in contrast, right? So if I showed you a great redwood tree, you would never be able to grasp the size of that tree in a picture unless I put a little six-foot guy next to it, right, showing that the size, the size of the tree, the contrast of that guy in the tree has to be seen. You will not know what good is until you know what evil is, and you cannot be fully with the Father, and he cannot accept you by his side until you have fully denied the enemy. You have to deny everything about evil in order to be standing next to him. You're not going to let yourself corrupt him, and that's the whole point, and in the intro of this show… Um, I have the, the like, I, like I was saying earlier, the calling of the Son of Man, that the enemy is sent to you as a refinement by fire, that refining pure gold, refining gold into pure gold, we only know pure gold on this planet is 24 karat. We call that pure. That's still not pure. The only reason why we don't have gold that's further refined is because we lack the, the heat source necessary to burn out the impurities. In order to make 14 karat, 18 karat gold, or 18 karat, 24 karat gold, you apply lots of fire, and it burns out the coppers and the metals that don't have the integrity, that don't have the strength, that don't have the, the principles of gold itself. The Aztecs called gold the excrement of God because it's indestructible, right? So, and it's everlasting. You can't destroy gold. You can destroy copper. You can burn copper and turn that into mist. You can, can, you can destroy iron. You can burn iron and turn that into mist. It will evaporate. It will turn into dust. Gold you cannot destroy. So the, the point is you are gold. You are the gold of the Father. In order to – you're not going to go to him as 14 carat. He's going to bring you there as 24 carat. He's going to refine you. And so the enemy's required of that. And you, if it, let's just say for, for um, you're a child made in his image, and you have trillions of universes just like ours in the cosmos, which we do. Let's say he needs you to run one of those in, in his stead. Do you think he's going to accept you as you are? Or is he going to make sure that you go through his boot camp and refine the crap out of you to make sure that you know exactly who you need to be? And, and so you know exactly what position you need to take on everything. He needs to make you like him before he can assign you any of his duties. Okay. So when you talk about – it made me kind of like 
think back to situations with people where it got so bad with the dynamics and that, that I kind of turned the other way to focus on taking care of myself. I got, I got into a program cause I was, you know, codependent on, on the, on substance abusers. And so when I turned the other direction and said politely, I'm going to go take care of myself, I'm going to go do this. Then they came after me and attacked me and, you know, did all this stuff saying that I was this bad person and how I persecuted them and just naming all this stuff that was absolutely not true. But I asked myself, is this reality or not? It felt like my whole rug had been pulled out from underneath of me and that I was living in some alternate reality because they were seeing all this terrible stuff that I was, but I didn't think I was. I was just trying to take care of myself and be sane, I guess. You know, Sarah Lee, it's, it's of- funny that you – yeah, I'm going to tell you, that's exactly what, what happens. That's the attack that comes as a result. That's exactly – I mean, look at what they did to Christ. That's where I tell you that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. They did the exact same thing to him. They accused him of being a demon. They said that he was the most evil. They called him the evil priest. I mean, they killed him for that. That's the point is that the world cannot handle Christ. They will kill Christ. Every time, those people will try to kill you. Survival in Christ, like this is why I tell people, I go, look, you can be in Christ and not die, but that means you're going to go into a cave and become a monk. You're not going to come out here and be disruptive. This world can't handle you because you become a reflection of them. And I was talking about this this morning, that it was amazing that in my previous life, right, I was in the film business, I was in technology and tons of companies. I worked at Microsoft and ran digital at Paramount. I mean, I, I've, I've been all over the world. I've done everything. I've been the guy that, that I've been accused of being previous life. The amazing thing is, in that life, nobody accused me of doing any of it because I was just as demonic, just as sick as they were. But then step out of that and then do nothing, they will accuse you of doing everything that they're doing, even though okay, you're sitting yeah, doing I- nothing. It's remarkable, well, and, and got, it is like an alternate universe. <laughs> well, I got called in after I thought I was healed. I got called by a dear friend of mine to come and live with her and, you know, help her out because she's elderly. And I find myself once again being accused of stuff when I'm just trying to be the loving, caregiving happy place kind of person and doing good, and if I don't respond in the way that they say I'm supposed to respond, then I'm an evil person. And I just, it's mind-boggling. And like you say, it's like, now I'm looking at going to live almost in a cave because well, well let me let me explain this, Sarah. If, if you are, fi- if, if somebody else is fire and you represent water, are you evil to those people that represent fire? Yeah, I'm going to put them you out. You certainly are, because you because you are going to extinguish them. You become a reflection of who they are, and so you are evil because they all of a sudden you become the mirror. You're the mirror of who they are not. They can't. They look at you, and you're disruptive to everything that they are. They live in an illusion. You're not living in the illusion. You're not seeing the illusion. You're not holding things against them. They're holding them against you. They will then accuse you of everything they're guilty of. It's truly remarkable to watch it take place. You have to expect these things. This is why I've spent so much time. 
on my videos explaining to people the imminent attacks that you're going to receive. You can't expect, you know, when the church lies to you and says, hey, come up here and, and, and whisper this and speak this magical enchantment. Come up here on the altar and say, I accept Jesus in my heart, and everything's going to be good. What a complete fallacy. Because Christ promised you different. He promised you in his own words, hey, if you follow me, they're going to malign you. They've maligned me. They're going to kill me. Guess what they're going to do to you? He tells you, this isn't going to be easy. It's remarkable how, how people can walk around and ignore the words of Christ, but yet say they honor him and know him. They don't know anything of him. And so that's exactly what, what you're experiencing, and that's why Christ could say to them, you don't know the Father. If you knew the Father, you would know me, right? If you knew anything about what you believe in, you would know who I am. I knew who Konecki was just by seeing his name on there. I didn't even need to talk to the guy. I didn't even need to read his comments. I knew he had seen the Father. I can't explain it. You just know. Well, I I had a, an experience numbers of years ago where I was devastated in a relationship, and I was laying on the couch crying for three days, and I opened the Bible, and I went into Proverbs I ended up in, and I was reading, and all of a sudden, I just, it was like all this peace came over me. It was like goosebumps everywhere, and it was just like all of a sudden, everything made perfect sense to me, and it wasn't about anything in particular on this earth. It was just like everything was just okay, and it was all love, and it was just like nothing ever mattered outside of here. Nothing out here matters kind of is what it felt like, and it was all perfect. I don't know. It just kind of was over me for the longest time, and it finally dissipated, but I just felt completely at peace with knowing that I felt like really outside of this is really nothing. And I've heard that before, that like if you – if you see it, or if you believe it, you will see it. So if we stop believing in evil, then it just dissipates and collapses on itself. No, you you don't stop believing in evil. You just you you don't engage it. You don't. Feed <laughs> you recognize it. what it is, and you don't feed it. You don't engage it. You somebody wants to start an argument, you find yourself. You just walk away. Somebody comes up to you and says, "You know, I can't stand my boyfriend was this and this," and they start talking about somebody. You don't engage. You just literally walk yeah. away. This, the right? the idea here is, can I say something, Derek? Yeah, of course. This is, this is a really good way to look at it, okay? You take two circles, and you put them right next to each other, and then you squeeze them together, and then you stop. They get, they get a little space in there where your circle of life and understanding and their circle of life and understanding intersects. And in that space between there is your relationship. And everybody has a circle of friends, let's say five. Now you connect five circles. Derek, you did the illustration on the whiteboard. Great illustration. You tie five circles together. And in the middle of each one of those circles is, is a connected network of relationships and universes. Your universe, their universe, they all connect somewhere in that collection in the intersecting parts of the circles. When you move or change your position, viewpoint, or want to better your life or have more understanding, and your viewpoint changes, your, your bubble, your universe moves. It changes. It alters. And we all, the life is, this is a, 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 an existence of change. Everything is temporal. You, feelings it's don't separate. stay the same. Yes. 
And what you do is when you start to reverberate your universe changes, you create a wave of reverberation throughout everybody. And they don't want to change because you're seeking truth. You're a critical thinker. Your mind is working. Your spirit is saying, this is unbalanced. I need to find balance. And that's what generates, you know, this, the search for truth in the first place to understand you're broken. And when you need to fix your universe, that's why they attack you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That's why, that's why they're saying what you're doing, you're evil, you're changing. And you're sorry. You're just saying, what do you mean? I'm trying to better my life. Well, you are, you are actually purifying as, as in the gold analogy, you're actually, you're casting out the impurifications of an, un, of a, of an askew reality. And the closer you are to truth, the, the more poignant your, your understanding of the world around you is. And they don't want to have to do the work that you're doing. And it's so easy to be complacent and stuck in our lives. And they don't want to change their life. So when you start to clarify your own viewpoint of them and you get away from the things that you've learned to be valuable, like really shiny stuff, when, when we can eliminate that, we'll kill the, the, the desire to be shiny in your life. We really just got to get humble, right? And that's the key to it. The more humble and at peace yep. we get, the more, the more problematic it is for the, for the people around us who are used to living in a world of chaos. So you, yes, your, your, universe is, your universe is slowing down, and theirs is caught on the, on the rabbit trail. So what we're doing when we find truth, we're stepping off of the carousel, if you want to use that analogy, a carousel goes around and around and everybody's on it. When you, when you really get that awakening, that snap of reality and it comes, but believe me, when it comes, you'll never be the same. You can't unsee what you see. And what you see when you step off of the carousel is a bunch of crazy things going on that make no sense. And you never try to make sense of crazy and you don't argue with stupid. How about that? (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yes, and the thing about the separation of those two circles, consecration, sanctification, is a separation, separating yourself, because the reality is those two circles intersecting, which which you've got New Agers today will say that that's the flower of life. I got news for you. That grid of that flower isn't the flower of life. It is a flower of the matrix. It's the spirit of Jesus. It's Jesus' matrix. It, it's the matrix, okay, because the reality is yeah. that you trying to satisfy that person, when you start connecting all of these circles, there is very little of you left. You're satiating everybody else's universe, and your your life, your universe <laughs> Good job. is managing theirs, right? You're you constantly job, managing right. everybody else's universe, constantly. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm, I want away from all of this. Now separate yourself from them, and those universes start collapsing on themselves because you're now changing their universe, and they're like, how dare you? How dare you change right. my universe? You need to be how right. I want you to be. And you're like, get off my cloud. This is my cloud. Go find your own. We've only got 90 seconds it's left, so I want to – Sarah, I, I appreciate you, Sarah Lee. I appreciate your call. Thank you Thank very much. You. Thank you, and uh, Kaneki, I will uh, wrap, uh, wrap up. Hey, so, uh, Kaneki, uh, I, uh, I'm going to send everybody here to your YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash E-K-E-N-E-K-Kaneki. So, E-Kaneki, right? 
YouTube.com forward slash my name user. Ekenicky. Okay, so his name backwards. So E K E N E K E K E N E K. Everybody, go to go to Kaneki's <laughs> channel. Subscribe. I'm sure you're going to love his videos. I'm going to have Kaneki on more often. Um, I I hope to bring him on. I'm going to bring him on the show uh, on the the video show. We'll do a uh, a video podcast on YouTube. Um, so Kaneki, I hope uh, <laughs> hope you're okay with that. Oh, this was beautiful. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it greatly. This is my first time ever, and I, I enjoyed listening to everything. I just got fed a lot. <laughs> I loved it. All loved right, brother. Eating. Well, I, I, I appreciate you. love you much. I'm glad you came on the show. I appreciate you. We got 18 seconds left. I'm just going to give everybody a little bit of parting words here. The things that we've spoke about today, the things that you recognize within yourself, just try to spend quiet time and digest these things. Don't waste any time with them. Go outside, be alone, listen to nothing, think of nothing. I love you all. I'll talk to you very soon.